Hello and welcome to the Long Shot Podcast. I am Davis Reed, once again doing an intro without Duncan. If you're starting to wonder, Davis, why do you keep doing these intros without Duncan? There are a couple reasons. One, uh, it, it's my time to shine, guys. This is my time. Uh, that's not a real reason. Two, and the real reason, is I have his podcast equipment with me. You know, we were just together on a, a few stops. We were in L.A., then we were in Vegas, then we were in New York, and I had a big bag. I had a lot of room, so I was carrying around the podcast stuff, and now I have it, and it's just easier for me to now do these do these alone. So I'm sorry you got to listen to me. Uh, it's, a, it's a tough way to start the podcast. I hope you're enjoying your drive to work. Maybe you're doing some chores around the house. Maybe you're on a walk with the dog. Regardless... Uh, I'm glad that I get to be part of this with you. We've got an awesome interview that we'll get to, so you don't have to listen to me anymore, with Mark Cuban. Let me say that again. We got an awesome video, or I'm sorry, an awesome interview with Mark Cuban. We also have an awesome video, if you want to check that out. This was recorded at Summer League, and it was destiny. We went to Earth Cafe for dinner one night, and we ran into Mark, and Duncan said, hey, you got any interest coming on the podcast at some point? And Mark was like, yeah, I'd love to come on the podcast. That alone was a shock to us. And then we really went for it and said, hey, you know what? We actually could do it in 30 minutes. We've got a studio slot in 30 minutes. And uh, Mark said, yeah, let's make it happen. So we walked from Earth Cafe down to the Blue Wire Studios in the Wynn. And we sat down with Mark and we recorded. It was an awesome conversation. I hope you guys really enjoy it. We talk about a little basketball stuff, but we mostly talk about Cost Plus Drugs, the new uh, healthcare uh, provider that, that Mark has uh, started, getting drugs to people at low cost. Um, they're not a healthcare provider. I don't know exactly how to define them, but they are doing some unbelievable work that we get into with Mark. We talk about Shark Tank. We talk about the purchase of the Mavs. We talk a little basketball. We talk his game. Uh, it's a good one. I hope you guys really enjoy it. Let's get to Mark. Great moments are born from great opportunity. So you're telling me there's a chance. Average Joe's win in a shocking upset. I feel shocked. You suck compared to me. So you guys are two prep school white guys podcast. We are underdogs. They stay ready so you don't have to get ready. I haven't even told anybody this. This is kind of crazy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Welcome back into the Long Shot Podcast. Uh, we have a very special guest with us today. Very, very special. Uh, honestly, doesn't need much of an introduction. The man and, who needs uh, no introduction. Yeah, that's that's Mark Cuban. Mark, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. No, it's uh, it's. I love how this came about. We yep. were about thirty minutes ago, just uh, enjoying some Earth Cafe. Yep. They're separately. It's not like we, you know, went there together. Just happened to run into you, uh, and just kind of asked if you would come on and. You know, I, I got to say, I assume you're a pretty busy guy. No. So I don't believe that. But uh, I really appreciate the My fact pleasure. that you yeah. uh, you made some time for us. We've known each other a while. Wasn't well, yeah, a 100%. Yeah. But this is, a, you know, it's like a, a lowly podcast in right. the grand scheme of not, things. Not anymore. I yeah, exactly. That's the hope. 70 episodes? Y'all waited 70 episodes for me? That's Come the on. hope is that you're going to be, uh, you're going to just change the trajectory for us. You know, <laughs> just, just be a big boost. Um, but yeah, we're out here in Vegas. First off, what do you obviously you know? Summer league, yeah, summer league. Just yeah, kind of just doing your due diligence, like board of governor meeting, yeah, due diligence, yeah. Yeah. No, you know, it's like you know, 
with any team, like you get your rooks, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, okay, you have your expectation when you draft them or you sign them. Then you got to go watch them in summer league, and you just hope they kind of like start yeah. to show some of that talent. So um, out here watching Jaden and some of our other guys, and um, then we have NBA Board of Governor meetings too. Yeah. And those are always a shit show in and of themselves. So. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. I think Vegas in general is a shit show. Uh, has come to be my experience with it. Yeah, I've kind of noticed that. Over like the years. early, yeah. like we got here less than 24 hours ago, and I already kind of have that like little cabin fever of like, yeah. you don't really, you're not able to go outside because you're just getting hit, hit with yeah. a blow dryer as yeah. soon as you step outside. Um, but so where have you gone out in your 24 hours? Uh, we did a little soiree to uh, where we go last night. Duncan had a big night last night. Yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. actually we went off the strip for dinner. Uh -huh. There's a Michigan guy. Uh -huh. um who who owns a hotel hosted us very kindly Derek Stevenson I believe is his name mm -hmm. um what was the spot Circa was the hotel yeah oh Circa Circus or? Circa oh, Circa yeah, Circa yeah. yeah um but yeah so that was a good time and then basically we just been kind of hanging around here we did we popped into excess a little bit last night you know <laughs> yeah, just subtly I, I got you see a little are you smokers. are you frequent frequenting some some night spots or you just yeah kinda... I know the chain smokers yeah we were we were Darting with them, yeah, I yesterday, love, yeah, a little darty, right? And you so don't I go to the this. concert. They actually, um, I had a birthday party in my backyard a few years ago, and they played, so we got to be friends. Unbelievable. Yeah, so it, it didn't suck. Can you get them to play at my birthday? Or no, no, can't do that. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, I will also say you were walking over here, like it must be hard for you to move around nah, a place like this. Yeah, people. I mean, you know. I get asked for pictures, but it's easy to be nice, right? There's it's, there's nothing hard about being nice. I've also seen, like, I've never seen you turn down a picture request. No, there's times. In, like, in if the I've time been drinking, I've, yeah, if I've been drinking, that's that's when I'm saying no, but, or if I got to be someplace quickly. But, yeah, I mean, you know, it's just, it, it's hard. I learned from watching some guys over the years that, like, don't like to take pictures. Yeah. It takes more time to say no than to just say yes and take the yeah. picture, you know? It's easy to be nice. That's an, yeah. I don't think that's for everybody. It's just easier. It's yeah. a lot easier. My move is I, uh, if they want to take a picture, I actually grab their phone and just do the selfie. Because otherwise, if, if they start taking the photo, they start fumbling it's with a it. whole fucking yeah, order. No, then they, sure. try, they try to find somebody. You might somebody. have seen me out there a couple of times. Yeah. Like, I just grab it. You like, just take it, take the like, selfie. Or they're like, my arms aren't long enough. Or that, like, they tell me I'm too tall. I can't imagine with you. Right? Yeah, just, just, like, just take the selfie and, and keep be it moving. Gone. There was actually a time, this was a year or two ago, where we were at to dinner. And somebody asked me to take a picture of them with Duncan. And I was getting ready to take a picture. And then I went and grabbed a chair and pushed it out of the way. I really wanted to set up the picture the right way. And he got so pissed at me. Yeah, because like, it's like. Just snap the picture. Yeah. yeah it's like what my mom does when, when like, I'm with, I'm with her and somebody asks to take a picture. It's like, oh, do your friends want to get in it? And it's like, no, no we, we take the picture. We just keep we it moving. On, this is not. Um, all right. I, I actually, I know you have limited time. I really, really wanted to take this opportunity uh, I actually have a couple of business ideas I want to pitch you. <laughs> so I, I watched you on part of my take. Oh, dear. And uh, I'm not coming with any bullshit like the taco tape. Yeah, that's I mean, that was, that was I, I love those guys, obviously. No, I like them too. We've been on their show before. Uh, they've been on ours. But, I mean, taco tape, that's that's that's. I'm it was coming actually with, pretty good. It was I mean, it's, actually pretty good. <laughs> and somebody actually made it. Did they really? Yes, and they sold some of it. Yes. Wrapping know. your tacos, the tape to wrap your tacos, because tacos always yeah, fall apart. Yeah, edible taco tape, yeah. I think I said it was a good idea. Right, and it was just like it. Somebody made it. That's all someone needed to hear. And it's a great idea, right? Unbelievable. Well, this could be the next taco tape. I did. I did Howard Stern, right? And this, this same thing, right? They wanted to pitch me, and this was it a lady. No, it was a lady came on, and she had this thing she called shittins. 
Oh right? my goodness. They're like mittens. Shittens? Shittens. Like if you have a little kid and oh. shitting everywhere, right? <laughs> and you gotta and you gotta like mess with that shit. You just put these things on. And Howard's like, what do you think? I'm like, it's a good idea. You just gotta make some and some. Right. So they did. And like if you Google shittens, they're still selling they them still and they've exist. made like millions of dollars, like little gloves for shit. <laughs> so I, I'm also now realizing that like my idea of pitching you is not very original now that you probably get Okay, pitched. well I'll pitch you one then. All right, what do you got? So I get an email from this dude, and he goes, I own the domain, goblue.com. Whoa. Owns it. He does. He does. And The University of Michigan does not own goblue.com. Nope. Um, And I'm giving this away, and I shouldn't. And so um, I'm like, how much you want for it? Now, my devious mind, and he's doing this whole big pitch, Let's just get straight to numbers. How much do you want? He's giving me this whole big pitch about merchandise he sells and this and that. And I'm I'm listening. You know, it's all via email. And I'm listening to it. In my mind, I'm thinking, if I can buy this thing, I'm pointing it right to (laughs) (laughs) iu.edu. That's That's the only reason I'm buying it. And um, he wanted $38,000 for it. I'm like, done. So start the process, 38 grand. It's a reasonable price for a good prank. You know what I mean? 38,000. Yeah, why not, right? Um, Night at excess. Um, um, But um, then his brother got involved and, no, it was his son. And he was like, no, um, it's got to be 85,000. I'm like, you just changed the deal. I'm like, I ain't going to do that, right? And then he came back again, like 65. I'm like, no, I made a deal. And if you live up to the deal, I'm done. So he's, and so then I didn't respond to him and he came back again. And I said, look, I'll be here. So if somebody wants to top that number, unbelievable. But if he comes back down, it's going. So what? IU. Wait, what do you think gets it done right now? Then what's the winning number? What, I'm not going to tell you. What would yeah, I have yeah, to come in at? That. I'm not going right, to tell you. That's, that's, that's an off. I'll be honest. Listen, I I love the University of Michigan. I don't know if my financial priorities are to invest in a domain <laughs> could, name right now. Could you make money at it? Yeah, you could. It'd be really, really easy. Really, really easy. Yeah, to make that money back for sure. Well, you give me a seats. give me a business model. Just no. just ten thousand foot no. view. Nothing. No, all right. no. We'll talk the off the air. The best way to do it is you point it to Indiana, whatever. And <laughs> all right, I like it. All right, that's good stuff. Um, I I am going to pitch you one. Wait, I'm going to give you one other one. All right, I, I love but I'm not pitching you this one. I'm just going to give you another. Same price, right? The exact same price. Somebody hit me up. It's been like ten years, and they're like, "I own the trademark to City of Champions," and I'm oh, like, "Okay, what do you want?" I mean, that's for? Boston City of Champions. But yeah, back then for sure. Oh, okay, and um. 38 grand. I bought it. So like anytime a city, like, like I wanted Tampa Bay to, because they had football and then they had hockey. Shit. Like whenever they put it on t-shirts. Yeah. I got paid. So you just collect a royalty. Off yeah. That. They got to license it and I get paid. These yeah. are things I wouldn't even believe. You know, that's the, there's a gap. But I, like, see, close. I grew up in Pittsburgh and we used to call ourselves the city of champions, right? right? Because of the Steelers. And then you get, whenever somebody's winning a bunch or whatever, they call themselves the city of champions. I'm like, 38 grand, done. How does how does somebody like that like get in contact with you? Because my email is pretty public. Like when I first bought the Mavs, I published my email on, on the Jumbotron because oh, I sure. wanted all fans to be able to get a hold of me and email me. And then I mean I've been on TV shows and given out my email for different reasons. So if you Google my email, it's there. And this is like the email that you actively yeah, check every yeah, single day. All the time. And but you know, I do the same thing. Like you get a paragraph. I'll read that first paragraph. After and that. If, you lost me. Bam, yeah. delete key. And it takes me, you know, I might get a thousand emails a day, but you know, you set up your um, email so you can read the first part yeah. of it, the preview. Bam, bam, bam. And bam, if it's bam, bullshit, bam, bam, you're just season. out. Yeah. Damn. You don't so, regret that decision. No, not at all. I've, I've invested 
probably $100 million plus in people I've never met to this day. Wow. That's and what I was going to say. How much have you returned just off of a random? One company was email. a company called Relative. Well, the, um, the guy from Cost Plus Drugs we'll talk about, that was a cold email. Another one was Relativity Space that just got valued at $4 billion. And I bought like 20%. Now, it's, I've been diluted a shitload because they've had to raise a lot more money. But I, I got like 20% of the company for seven or fifty grand, And it was a cold email. Guy Tim Ellis, who's brilliant, Dallas guys. I'm like, okay, you're Dallas. You're obviously smart. Because what I do is I go back and ask questions. If it's a yeah. tech thing, I'll just start peppering with questions. And depending on how they answer, I'll know whether or not they know their shit at all. And um, the guy was great right on. I'm like, okay, let's go. Yeah. And wow. so I gave him the cash to, to get started. So I, I've always wondered this because obviously I don't have the same deal flow that you do. But some people do come to me with like, you know, I got this idea, that idea, whatever. is out there. And I, and I have people that I turn to, mm-hmm. to consult, to bounce ideas off of. Do you do that? Or, or are you just like, I know what's good at this point. I don't need like a third. If it's opinion. like technical, I might ask somebody a question. But for the most part, you know. You know what it is. Because I want to stick to what I know. Yeah. Because, you know, my deal is I'm not just like, okay, this looks like a great deal. I'll just invest and be a silent investor. Usually, you know, I try to invest in things that I know. Right. And, Probably 40% of the time I'll be silent, 60% of the time I'll be involved in some way yeah. or the other. And that's really where you can add your value yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's why I get a lower valuation. And if I help right. them grow, then that's where I make the real money. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's talk about cost plus drugs. Yeah. Uh, drugs plus cost. Which one is Costplusdrugs.com. Cost plus drugs. Yeah. Um, it's absolutely crushing right now. I feel like everybody that I, I talk to at some point, it comes up in conversation. That's amazing. We, we start to talk about, you know, affordable health care and, and what you've been able to do. Uh, can you just talk about a little bit about like the genesis of that? And sure. Then now where Speaking we Speaking of now. emails, right? So this doctor, Alex, um, Alex, Dr. Alex Oshmyansky, he um, is a radiologist and a physician and a, um, a st- statistician. He is like a, a PhD in math, just super smart dude, right? And he was trying to take on the problem of certain rare drugs, drugs that have for rare diseases that have become generic, but there's not enough um, patients to make the business worthwhile. And so people jump in like the farmer bro dude and they just jack up the prices. Yeah. So he wanted to deal with that. I'm like, you're thinking too small. So he sent me an email. We started, I started hitting him with the questions and everything. And we got to the point where like, you know what? Um, we can come up with a way to buy generics initially, um, set up a company where we just sell them for our cost plus 15% plus $3 for handling for the pharmacy we work with. And then $5 for shipping. That's it. And being completely transparent. So if you go to costplusdrugs.com, you put in the drug you might take, right? It could be um, a cancer drug. It could be birth control, whatever. And you'll see exactly what we pay for it. So if we pay 10 bucks, we add 15%. So it's $11.50 plus $3 plus $5. And it doesn't matter. You can order one month's worth. You can order 90. You can order two years worth as long as your doctor prescribes it. But what's happened is, we're competing against these things called pharmacy benefit managers, right? And what they do is rather than just, you know, letting the pharmacies buy the drugs and sell them for whatever price they want to sell them for, they get in there and say, no pharmacies and, you know, particularly the big retail chain, we'll do all the negotiations for you. And then they go to the manufacturers and say, okay, give us a great price because we'll get you into this pharmacy or we'll get you into this insurance company or we'll get you into this hospital. But, Oh, by the way, since we're the door, um, the the gatekeeper, right? We're the bouncer for all these things. You got to give us some vig. You got to give us a rebate on top of that. Yeah. And that rebate, somebody's got to pay for, right? We cut all that out. We we don't take insurance. We work outside the system. 
but the way we're doing it, our prices are so low that we're, you know, we're the cheapest by far, and we're typically lower than people's copay, even if they have insurance. And so it's just blown up. We started um, January 19th of this year. It took us three years to put it all together, but January 19th of this year, and we already have more customers, more, you know, we've shipped more um, prescriptions than we expected two years in. It's just like, and we don't spend any money on advertising, nothing. It's just all word of mouth. Because, you know, if you have, a, there's a drug, I think it's called Imonitib or something like that, which is um, for leukemia. And if you were paying 600 or $800 or $2,000 like some people were, and we're selling it to you for $54, you're telling everybody you know that has leukemia yeah. that's yeah. buying the same drug right. to buy it. And so, you know, it's all viral and word of mouth, but it's just, it's just blown up. And, and I'm proud to be part of it, for real, because it, it's changing the game. Yeah, as as you should be. I mean, it's changing lives too. Yeah, it is, and it's providing opportunities for people. I mean, that's like the one thing that I always think about in terms of we're living in, you know, what's supposed to be considered a model of of what a, a first world country should be, and we have this system where people who are sick can't have access to it's insane the medication. I mean, that they there's need. so many people. I mean, now people are like they get my email right. They're like, oh yeah. my god, and crying and this and that, and it's just like. Um, you should not have to pick between your rent, right. your food, yeah. or your medicine. That's fucked up in every which way. Yeah. And right now, we're, we've got like 800 generic SKUs, but we're in the process of adding um, brand name um, drugs as well. We're trying to get everything from insulin to blood thinners, you name it. I mean, there's no, there's no assurances we'll get them all, but um, I think we've got a good shot. Is there, are there things that you can't get your hands on? There's some things that are just... Um, things that have to be prescribed in a hospital or because we deliver via mail order. Like if there's an antibiotic, we can sell it, but more likely they're going to buy from a local pharmacy because you need it now, right? You have yeah. an infection or whatever. You need it now. This is somewhat of a loaded question. So if you need to kind of avoid answering it, feel free to. Uh, um, but in doing so, like you are shaking up yeah, the I'm health fuck them up big time. Right. Yeah. Have you felt pressure? Oh, like, yeah. uh, like where, oh, yeah. how, and what does that look like? Well, how, yeah, how does I mean, that like, some of the people we partner with, they're like, you know, just to, re they'll tell them, this is just a reminder of what you cannot do. Right. Right. It's not like, and it's not like, okay, you're benefiting patients. We'll let you slide or whatever. It's like, no, you know, you're not supposed to do this. And, you know, we're going into different, you know, right now we sell direct to consumer and we're going to be selling to hospitals very shortly. And we'll be selling to insurance companies shortly or the insurance companies will just refer their patients to us and yeah. not even do it through the insurance company because it's cheaper if they just pay for them to go through us instead of a copay. Or, yeah. yeah. And, um, they're getting, you know, they're getting some pressure from yeah. some of the folks, but on the flip side, the manufacturers, they're not always the bad guy. The drug manufacturers aren't always the bad guy that people make them out to be. So, you know, the people who make insulin, um, as an example, they sell it to through these PBMs, you know, it's kind of convoluted, but basically through the PBMs at a low price. And then the PBMs, or the different affiliated companies associated with them jack up the price so that insulin becomes really expensive. When they sell direct to us, manufacturer to costplusdrugs.com, we sell it at cost plus 15%, and it makes the manufacturer look better. Right. Because now, you know, if we can get one to sell us insulin, knock on wood, there you, go. you know, knock um, on wood for that one. then all of a sudden, you know, the price of insulin goes way down. Yeah. Um, so, and then there's other pieces to it, like shipping insulin, he's got to be refrigerated. And, and so all these drugs have these little nuances, but, you know, w the goal is to disrupt and change the game. Where does it rank in terms of 
business opportunities or investments that you're most proud to put your name behind? Well, it's not really an investment per se, but in terms of pride, number one. Number one, far. yeah. I mean, I've done a lot of cool stuff and changed a lot of games and disrupted industries, but, I mean, come on. Stuff to beat, yeah, yeah. That, something like that. You're talking about it with a passion. Yeah, I mean, I mean, when when people are just hitting you up online or walking up to me and, and, and just, like, crying and, oh, my God, and this and that, I mean, it, it's, it's special. I mean, and just hearing the stories, like, I was – I always go online, like in all my businesses, one of the first things that I've learned to do is, you know, you go on social media and you search for it to find out, are people happy or what sad? Or, yeah, saying, yeah. yeah. And if there's a problem, I don't just hand it off to somebody else. I respond, right? Because yeah. you want to be the first line of defense because that's how you know what You'll respond think. on social media? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. And I've always emailed social media, whatever, all my companies, like when we're first started, same thing. Um, and you don't always, I don't always get it perfect, but that's how you learn. Yeah. Um, and so- you know, you go on there, and there was one today where um, they, it was like something was $4,600 at CVS, and our price was like $18 or something ridiculous. You know, it's just. I don't, I still, I mean, you did a beautiful job of explaining it, but I still don't understand how that discrepancy right. can exist. So when you're sick, right, and you need something to keep you alive, right, or to try to get yeah. you healthy, you don't shop. Right. You know, it's just like, oh, Fuck, my life. Like, I need this. I need this, right? And you're, we're so used, our habit is going to the local pharmacy. And yeah, I mean, there's every great reason to go to your independent or retail chain because you have every good reason to trust them. Yeah. Know? And so that's what we do. And the way they have to buy things, and it's not always their fault, um, that just increases the price. Right. And it's hard enough for them to make money as is. And, you know, for better or worse, when those PBMs get involved, that price goes up. And so that's how it happens. And um, we're going to do our best to, to change that. Yeah. I guess most of the ingenious ideas are simple. Yeah. But it almost, it's, it's one of those things that's like, why was this not being done before? And it, it's not that it hasn't been done before. Because what happens is, like, if, if this is 23-year-old Mark, right? And I'm like, oh, this, let's get it done. And let's just say I was able to put together some money to make it happen. If 23-year-old Mark, who was living six guys in a three-bedroom apartment and just grinding it out and broke, and all of a sudden someone came up and offered me $200 million, I'm saying, You're taking yeah, let's right. go. Yeah. yeah. But I, my next dollar is not going to change my life. Right. Fair. Not even a tiny bit. Right. You know, it's not going to change my kid's life. It's not going to change their kid's life. I mean, one of them is going to have to fuck things up really, really bad after I'm gone. For it <laughs> Who's to, most likely to do that? No. No, no. <laughs> Actually, my kids are pretty cool, so I'm not worried too much about that. That so, but fun. yeah, so it, it's not about the money at this point. I mean, it's going to cost me a lot of money to do this, but hopefully we'll get past break even and we can just start ma even manufacturing things. You know, we, we're building a manufacturing plant for injectable drugs in Dallas. And if it all goes according to plan and we keep on growing, then we can add more and more drugs that we manufacture in the United States, which, you know, reduces the supply chain risk and this and that. Wow. That's a hell of a position to be in in life where you can't be bought, <laughs> where you've just like, you're at a point where it's like, I no longer have a price tag. Right. Like, I mean, I, I've always been like, I'm, I've always yeah. been the first guy to say, fuck you, but, yeah. but I did have a price tag. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you with it. Um, all right. I got my, I got my, I have two ideas. Okay. All right. Away. My first one is it's a tech thing. So I feel like this, this, Come on. actually they're both tech related. So this Hi. could be a, right in your wheelhouse. Come on. Um, I may have you sign a non-disclosure afterwards, but... I don't do non-disclosures, and you should never do them either. Ooh. Why not? Yeah, because as an entrepreneur and someone who invests in a lot of different things, I don't want to be doing this deal over here 
And then this deal that didn't get done, but I signed an NDA says, oh, no, you got that idea from me. Uh, so unless it's one. Keep it everything out in the open. Yeah. yeah. It's just like either you trust me if you don't. If yeah. you don't trust me, that's okay. All right. No NDAs. This is okay. a very public-facing podcast. Um, so, so. Yeah. We have, we have legitimately millions, millions. of listeners. Millions. Yeah, millions. millions. Um, all right. Here's my idea. It's a refrigerator. Okay. And basically, it has a running tab of everything that's in the fridge. Uh-huh. So whether you scan it with a barcode, whatever. Samsung's already tried that. Uh, no, this is okay. not. It's not just expiration date we're talking. No, about. I know, I know, I know. So it's coupled with an app, right? Where on the app, it basically puts together recipes of what you have in your fridge. So you know, I you're, got you. So I you're got like, you. So hey, you know what you can make. So right? you're like, hey, I, you know, I'm really hungry. What about what's like, in the cabinet? So it knows what you have in the cabinet <laughs> as well. It knows what you have in the cabinet <laughs> as well. That's separate technology. But no, so this is the other thing. So it knows you have in the fridge, and then it has all these options of like, if you add uh, oil, flour, this, that, or whatever, you could also make all of these. So it's like, instead of like, oh, I have to go to the market to grab, uh, and people don't even go to the market anyway, everyone does Instacart, but like, I don't need to go shop for a whole meal. I just need to go add one ingredient, and I can make all of these things. I think it's a great idea. It actually was born out of the fact that in college... We had a fridge, and we would waste all this food all the time. Okay, the shocking part of all this is that you cooked. Yeah, I cook. I still cook. <laughs> yeah. today. That's the shocking part yeah. because that's the first question. How many people are, A, going to be able to afford the refrigerator, and, B, if you could afford all that, you ain't cooking for yourself. Mark's <laughs> out. Fair he doesn't like it. Yeah, all right. I mean, in that same light, it's, not, s- it's not that it couldn't work, right? Okay, don't get me wrong, but here, here's the thing. One, you got to get a refrigerator that controls that. Two, you got to get people to scan in, or it's got to yeah. be in a position where it can scan. And three, if you're scanning whatever is in the um, cabinets, you got to be able to track what you use. Because most people, because the harder part isn't telling you what to do, right? The harder part is tracking what you already did. Correct. Right? So if yeah. you had cheese and you had eggplant and you made eggplant parm yes. bread and you made eggplant parm, how much did you use? Yeah. Right? Like if... I cooked and I like extra cheese and then it you went different. to go cook and I messed it all up for you because I took most of the cheese. Yeah. I think there's a way around that. Though. Let me, I'll no, translate. Is, Let me translate for Mark. It's a bad idea. All right. This, it's not, this, it's not the worst. This one's actually the, the this one's, I think this one's really up your alley. Okay. Fine. Uh, it's venue related. Mm-hmm. So it would be great for, you guys are American Airlines, right? Yeah. Um, basically, and I, I think, I had the, these are ideas I've been sitting on for quite some time, like five or six years. Probably like, with good reason. I, <laughs> I think, I think game time, the game time app might have actually might do this. They might not though. Okay. Uh, and it's basically live in-game upgrades. So it's yeah, like there's, there's a bunch of places. You sure? Things that do that. Yeah. Positive. 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 Hero for but two. I'm ta- but I'm talking like not like for example, the venue knows who hasn't scanned through and right. who isn't sitting in those seats, and at a certain point you like lose the right to those seats and Wait, that for an empty seat or for it's an empty seat. Right. So, so we then know somebody, it's empty. somebody up above can pay for the second half of yeah, yeah, Mavs. Sure. No, there's apps that do that for $35 versus what it would be face value. Like yeah, there's already apps that do that. And so typically what we'll do at the Mavs is if we've got somebody who's a season ticket holder, who's sitting upstairs and there's two seats downstairs, we're like, okay, we're going to kiss your ass because you're a season ticket holder mm-hmm. as opposed to charging because from my perspective, it's, okay, how much extra revenue can you raise? Let's yeah. just say there's eight people or 10 people that are upgrade, right? And they're not going to pay a lot because they, you know, we have 4,000 seats that are $29 or less. So they pay 29 bucks and it's not like, you know, they're going to have an extra 
30 just to upgrade. Yeah, yeah. Right. So that there's not going to be a lot of revenue. So maybe you make, and you got to split it with that other, um, the app or whatever percentage. So maybe you're making an extra hundred dollars a game, $200 a game. That's not moving the needle for you. That's not moving. But so (laughs) the other thing we do now, we started issuing Mavs NFTs, right? So if you come to a game and you get there before the end of the first quarter and scan in, we'll give you a free NFT. Like you'll get a, a, a Dirk Punk, right? Or excuse me, all these different, um, different NFTs. And then people who collect the most, then we'll upgrade them or give them free tickets. So we Ooh, know like because that. we connect them to your seats. Or we connect them to your um, Ticketmaster account. Rather. Got it. So then we'll do that to upgrade. That makes sense. I have a question for you. Uh-huh. How much are you willing to spend on an away team's locker room? You know, that's a great question. Um, the problem isn't how much am I willing to spend because I don't mind spending more. The problem is you have the, the, the way the arena is already configured. Yeah. That's the problem, mm-hmm. right? So if you're redoing your arena, then you can do it. So when you go to do a whatever you want, yeah, yeah, they're nice, right? We were we were just having this debate earlier on another episode, and we were talking about the worst away locker rooms in the league. Used to be Milwaukee, yeah, they, but Milwaukee's is pretty nice now. Now, yeah, because they have yeah. we we kind of all it was Pat Connington, uh, and we agreed that it was Boston. Boston's pretty bad. Boston's is pretty yeah. bad. Yeah, Milwaukee used to be. Remember, you used to have to walk by the showers. I I actually never played it. Oh, you never. Oh my yeah. God, you had to literally. <laughs> Walk by the showers to get into the locker room. Yeah, that's, it was yeah. It was it's horrible. a great home court advantage, though. You, why don't you just beat up the way locker rooms? Yeah, are but you also had to recruit and people. You know, so like when I first bought the team, we put these really fluffy towels with Mavs logos on them. I mean, like really, really nice. And then everybody stole them. They were gone. Yeah, yeah they were just stolen. Yeah. Guys would just take them. So that sounds stole. right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how it goes. And then yeah. I tried to do things where. Um, I did gift bags, right? So I would go. I was going to get all these sponsors um, who were going to set up gift bags for for guys. So you came to a uh, Mavs game and you guys played or whatever. And to to go, right? Um, there was all these gifts, and the league said no. We did it one time and when LeBron was with the Cavs, and they shut that down. And then, but now we have we still have the food, right? Like when you come play, yeah, you yeah. can get all this Love great that. food. Nobody else does that. Nobody else does that. So that's our kind of our way of doing it. Yeah. yeah no, that is a special touch that you guys yeah. do, which I think everybody really appreciates. Um, I'm going to throw you a curveball. What's the worst idea you ever had? <laughs> some, guy, some guy hit me up one time. No, you personally. Oh, I per- oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, Actually, no, for the guy first and then oh, you. He wanted to sell big wigs because he could take, like, Duncan Robinson at about 18 inches to his height, and you can block shots that way. <laughs> I love it. All right, that's not bad. I actually like that. Is, it, think- is his audio all right? His audio's okay? All right, cool. Um, What's the worst idea you've ever had? So, like, right out of school, I got fired from a job, and then um, I was trying to come up with something to sell, and it was powdered milk. And it was just, I'm like, well, people need to save money on milk, so, you know, if it doesn't taste quite as good, no, I learned a hard way. That didn't last a week. Um, What other shit have I fucked up? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's just, you know, I'm like everybody else still, right? It's just like, you'll think of something. Yeah. And you'll start thinking about it, and then you'll Google it, right? And you'll see if it's out there. It's, yeah. it's not, no one's done this before. Then you'll tell your guys or your friends, like, okay, that's not bad. Gain a little traction that get way, a little, a little traction, bit of confidence. Yeah. But then you got to try to actually get someone to buy it, right? And yeah. that's always the hard part. And what people forget, you know, when you go out there and start Googling and it's not there, there's a pretty good chance it's because they went out of business, right? Mm, and it's yeah. already been there. But um, yeah, I've, I've had plenty. Plenty of bad ideas. Um, but that's okay, man. You know, like I tell everybody, you only got to be right once. Yeah. Does, no, one, no one remembers, 100%. like, how many times I screwed up. 
you know, just got to be right once. The uh, purchase of the Dallas Mavericks was a good decision. Yeah, it worked out pretty well. Yeah, yeah it worked out. I'd say well. so. Why, da- return on Why Dallas? You know, you're, I was you're a season about- ticket holder. I lived in Dallas. I've always been a ball is life type guy. I mean, I still go play pickup, all that. You know, best part, one of the best parts of owning the team is I get to shoot before the games, right? Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. to run out in the court if we get a game winner. I've seen the footage of you out there. Yeah, shooting, yeah, 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 yeah. getting up um, shots. I mean, like, if I'm stressed, that's the way I de-stress. But um, that's why. Because, I mean, I've always loved basketball since I've been Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. You know, feeling burnt out is not fun. A lot of people associate burnout with work, but sometimes you can just feel burnt out by the world. Life is overwhelming. Many people get burnt out without even realizing it. There's a lot going on around us. I know I can feel overwhelmed at times, like there's just too much on my plate. Sometimes I just want to disconnect and take some time for myself. Well, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to prioritize yourself. Talking with someone can help you figure out what's causing stress in your life and can help you deal with that feeling of burnout. I really don't think there's much that you can do better for yourself than therapy. We've been open on this podcast about our experiences with therapy, how it's helped us, and how we think everyone can benefit from it. Everyone should be doing it. BetterHelp is customized therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you do not have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp. All you got to do is go to betterhelp.com slash LS. That's betterhelp.com slash LS. Hey, uh, a really good friend of mine who I grew up with was an intern for you guys uh, under Propio. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know... He and he a, would rebound for me. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. And sometimes he would tell, he would text me. He was like, Mark Cuban came and played pickup with us today. But I would always ask him, like, what's his game like? He said, you have game. Not anymore. No, no. But this was, I mean, this was six, seven years ago. Yeah. It, even then, my game was pretty much gone. Right, right? But still, like I can, I, like anybody else, it comes down to my legs, right? It's, yeah. it's some, you know, at some point you got to have your legs. But like I played the other day and uh, there was some D1 guys. I mean, he was like 28, 29, been out. You know, and I, you know, they'll give me room because they don't, you know, I'm just the old guy out just there. Just let it ride, just let it fall. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, splash. <laughs> and then he came out puffing, took stuff, splash. I then my it. legs were gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He made me run. And All you need is like, a two, though. You yeah, can that take was, that with you. That was good. Yeah, I was good, man. I, I got the highlight. Um, but, yeah. Then, you know, then they realized, okay, if I just make him run, because I literally try to play defense just because everybody thinks they're going to, when I play, they all think they're going to get a 10-day. Every single one of them. I'm like, yeah, you can go by me. Go. That, that's going to get you a 10 day. That's funny. No, basketball has a little bit of that same thing that golf has, where, like, I'm not a great golfer, but if I go out and I hit one really good shot, that's all you need. it keeps me coming back. And basketball has a little bit of that, too. Like, you can play pickup, get up and down for a while, not really do anything, but, like, if you have one pure, like, you just make where it just it. feels perfect off the hand, yep. all net, like that alone will just keep you coming. Literally, that's why I'll go out there and shoot, right? And plus, shooting on an NBA court with an NBA ball is easier, yeah. right, than some of the things, like if you just go to a pickup gym or whatever, For you sure, never know. Yeah, what you yeah. do. And so it's just like you start getting it out there, and then ESPN sees me, right, yep. and they're throwing stuff out yeah. there, right? And, you know, so, yeah, to me, that's like the ultimate, or I go to my backyard, and that's the ultimate, because you can't think of anything else. Yeah. All you're thinking about is your shot, you know? It's therapeutic, no. Yeah. That's uh, that's for sure. Dave, you got anything else? I mean, I can, on, Dave. I got a lot more. Come on, Dave. I know we got no we, rush. We, I'm we good. Respectful. Okay, of I have a uh, I have a locker room politics question. Okay, how do we decide? Actually, it's not just locker room. This is for both of you. 
How do we decide who sits where on a plane? Do you have any say in that? Do I? I haven't. Um, I guess I could. Do you guys have? You guys have your own plane, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I think there's only. Uh, is there one other team? I think, I think maybe Portland. The Rockets now have it too. I don't know if the Rockets. Have okay. It, yeah. Yeah. But it really is easy because guys just kind of pair up, and then there's the guy who plays guys who play cards. Yeah. Mm. And the guys who play cards get the table, and then it kind of works its way off from there. And then the guys who are close friends kind of sit next to each other. Well, what about in terms of like less like where players sit, but like we have it very clear. Players are are in the front staff, like on on down the line. Yeah, so it's it's players front, right? And then coaches and then staff. Checks out. Um, I I actually, I want to talk about Shark Tank. Okay. Because a friend of mine. Friday nights on uh, ABC, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. Love that. Our millions of listeners probably already watched it. one of my friends, Charles Matthews, yep. and uh, a couple of those, a couple other guys who were managers at Michigan um, when I was there, pitched you. Yep. And they turned down an offer from you, which yep. still to this it's day, it's only happened like five times in thirteen years. I mean, like your track record on that show, I got to imagine the ones you actually invest in. You it's probably, pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's it's really good. I mean, some of them are you know, basically the deals that I've done, I've done a. 150, 200 Shark Tank deals over the years. Have yeah. you really? Uh, but, you know, they 20% end up being, 5% are just like, oh, my God, right? 20% are pretty good. 50% are, you know, okay, middle in, whatever. And then whatever is 20, 30% are just, oh, my fucking God, how do not, I not see you're such a moron, right? And, and you hate to say it, but, like, just dumb, dumb, dumb shit. And so... Yeah, I mean, I've got a good enough track record, and particularly for that, if it's right in your wheelhouse. I mean, that was crazy to me, yeah. I, I have a couple of questions about the show in general, uh-huh. and I don't know if you can disclose this, but I think maybe you can. Um, you guys have a more thorough overview of the business than what we see on TV, right? Yeah, we, I mean, we like know nothing about them. significantly more thorough, though? Well, yes and no. So we know nothing about them when they walk in the door. But if it's like a really... Um, intense business like charles probably told you they were probably on there for 45 minutes yeah and so then they edit that down to 10 to 15 minutes but if it's really intense and like there's a lot of us that are interested and maybe it's tech or whatever like some of those deals the longest is like two and a half hours some are two hours and then you know it kind of goes if it's intense it's 60 to 90 minutes and if it's just stupid it's 20 minutes got it um my other question is is that is the money that each of you are individually investing, is that 100% entirely your money? 100%. Or does the show, like, match you? No. 100%. No, there's none of that. Yeah, we get paid a salary, but, yeah, I always spend more than our salary. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I always wanted that. Because yeah. when they have people on, right, like a, a guest. No, it's their shark, money, too. right? That's yeah. their money. Like, when Charles Barkley came on, he's like, this is really my money? Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like that would be a dangerous situation. And Charles and I did a deal together. We got one called Subsafe. Right? It's just a little plastic thing. Like, if you go boating or whatever, you want to yeah. put subs, chips, or whatever in it. Wine. And it's great, right? And so, they're killing it. Killing it. Subsafe. Subsafe. How much, how much at this point is it, like, for you? Obviously, you're looking for the next great idea for yourself. But, like, I, I got to imagine it's more fulfilling for you to, like, promote and help oh, entrepreneurs yeah, far more than it is. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. not even that. It's more, like, teaching kids about business, letting kids know that the American dream is alive and well. That's why I do the show, right? Because like doing the show, like I I go to shoot next week and I'll be there 15 days and then we'll do it again, maybe 15 or 20 days in September. And that's it. That's it. And, but the hard part is dealing with the companies. Right. Like I, 
I, I've, I've got this one deal. And sometimes like there's a TV part of the deals where it's like normally not a deal I would do, but it really sends a good message. So I'll put up the money and do whatever. And sometimes they forget that they have to work, you know, and I start getting these emails. Right, they think like, it's over once they do. Yeah, the but yeah. They, it's like, no, we're I, like, I have this one company, um, Hickaway, H-I-C-C-A-W-A-Y. And it's brilliant. It's just like this little specialized, not straw, but like square thingy that if you if you have the hiccups and you put it in water and you suck through it, your hiccups are gone go, 95% of the time. That's like, insane. Like my son just had hiccups the other day and it's like, bam, gone. 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 And so, you know, they saw like huge, you get a huge bump when you come on Shark Tank. I'm yeah. like, but you can't just like depend on that all the time. So you got to remind them. But when you have a great product like that, it, it, it figures itself out because word of mouth picks up. Right. But, you know, I there's just going to be deals where I just do it because it's the right reason, you yeah. know, and it's not charity because I always believe that. Like, I'm, I'm like, you know, you walking out, you always think that next shot's going in, yeah. right? And I always think that next business is going to hit it no matter what. Were that. you part of a Scrub Daddy? No, no, it was not. But that, where, that one... Where's that rank? Are there bigger deals? Yeah, now? a lot bigger deals now. More yeah. successful. Brands. Yeah, because Scrub Daddy does a lot of top line revenue and has got its great business. I don't want to take them. But the um, the biggest deal was not one of mine. It was Barbara Corcoran's um, called the Huggy, I think it was called, where it was one of those deals where you like big, comfy type thing. And it's oh, like yeah, a knockoff yeah. of this yeah, other yeah, one. Yeah. I forget what it's uh, called. The Snuggy. Snuggy. Yeah, yeah. knockoff yeah, yeah, of the yeah, Snuggy. Yeah, yeah. The guys came in, all they had was a prototype. And you like, when someone walks in the door, my first thought is trying to find a reason not to do it because I already have too many deals, right? Yes. And these guys kept on talking and they only had these prototypes that they gave to each one of us and they were comfy and they were cool, but I'm like, no, nah, they're not far enough along. Barbara is like, okay, I'll give you 50 grand for like a third of the business. And they were like, sure. These motherfuckers, as of two years ago, not even this year, two years ago, had sold... $150 million. Oh, and Barbara herself, oh Barbara herself made $37 million oh, off of 50K. 50K it was just like, ah! Pretty good ROI. Yeah, that's, yeah, no. you know. That's insane. It was insane. Uh, I'm looking for my next huggy. I got to find that. No one. kidding, I got to right? find my next right. huggy. And then, then she's still collecting checks. I mean, Barbara, yeah, Barbara's amazing. Right, she can't add eight plus eight, <laughs> but she knows people really, really well. Right. So you know, everybody's got the skill you got to play to, and that's hers. Yeah, I mean, I I got to imagine how much of that for you is like, if it's a great idea and and maybe questionable people versus great people and a maybe you know so so idea. You got to have both, really. Yeah. But again, first is you know for me it's like, is it a great idea so that I can turn into something real? Yeah. You know, and then it's like, okay, what do I think about the person? You know, do I want to send a message because it's TV? So if I invest in this person, there's millions of people and, you know, all the people watch the reruns and online mm. who are going to think, okay, you know, if this person can get a deal and build a company, then so can I, you know? So then there's like that, that. And then there's the one, like, no chance, whatever. Yeah. Uh, uh, I have a basketball question. Sure. All right, last one. What do you got? Quick basketball question. Uh, in order to stay away from any uh, tampering rules, we'll go uh, past players. Who have you been most impressed by on a basketball court watching live? Just like I mean, Luca, I mean Dirk, Luca, I mean, and then no Homer picks. No, I mean literally <laughs> Homers. I mean Kobe, obviously. I mean all, all the all the obvious ones. Yeah. Yeah. There was one game um watching Kobe one time. Um, and we were beating him. We like when I first bought the team for like 
they had not beating the beaten the Lakers in over 10 years. And then we went four years Jeez. and then we finally beat them. And we were playing in LA and then we played them another after we'd beat them. And Kobe was hurt and he had a bandage on his right hand, his shooting hand, and he played anyways. And we were up with like three minutes to go enough that it was, the game was no longer in question right in front of our bench. Kobe has shot clocks running out, does a turnaround jumper with his left hand. Yeah, I just seen that clip. Left hand. Yeah. Yeah. Seen the clip. All I could do is just. You just yeah. gotta applaud that one. Yeah. Just tip your cap. Keep it moving. Yeah, that was that was insane. And then you know, there's always like guys you don't expect things from, where you know, guys you can just play right, and yeah. but they're just not enough to to have an NBA impact or right keep going. But um, yeah, that was probably the the most spectacular non-homer type thing. I appreciate the non-homer pick. Um. All right, Mark. Well, thank you so much, man. I know no, this, this was, was fun. Guys. This was thrown on you last thank second. You. No, that's fine. That was fun, uh, man. And, and I really appreciate. It. I'll, I'm gonna just kind of hit the drawing board on some of my ideas. <laughs> you probably should. And we'll run this back maybe like in a year or so. If, okay. if this show's still going, I mean, at this point, of course, it's yeah. going to be going. Um, right? you'll, you'll be on Shark Tank pitching. Yeah, there you go. Nice. You know, we got that long shot Blue Wire Studios. I love know, it, man. That's a great that shout network. out right there. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, thanks, Mark. Appreciate you got it. it. Thank you, guys. That was that awesome. That was fun. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's a keeper. Yeah, I think I think my ideas probably would have been good. Like